This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. God, spirit does not impart fear. The actual word here in the Greek is cowardice, to be a coward. I think that fits best because many Christians are cowards. Don't be offended, but that's what the Greek word is. But he imparts power, love, and a sound mind. Everything we need to move on, to stir up the gift, to move forward in Christ. A life of faith won't always be an easy life. God will often call you into difficult places. He may ask you to do hard things for Him. But, as Pastor Eddie teaches today, God will not give you a call and then abandon you. Instead, as you trust God and walk obediently with Him, He'll give you power, love, and a sound mind to accomplish all He has for you to accomplish. So, drive away the fear in front of you, fan the flame of your faith, and trust God. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 as he continues his message, Timothy's Faith and Heritage. And I knew that my father wasn't happy with the way I would behave and and later as I gone into life, I saw that he began to be proud of me. Knew that I was in the ministry. I was a police officer, and, and he would just share that. But it's because of what he was, he was faithful to say, no, we're going to church. It's because of my grandmother. So when you see someone like Timothy, who Paul is right, listen, I know it's in you also. That genuine faith that was in your grandmother and, and your mother, man, it just, oh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Man, you came out like your parents. They love the Lord, and they're sincere. This, this should be no problem. You know, it's sad that some, you know, throughout my ministry, all the years that I've been in church, and I would have people say, you know, I wish, pray for my son, pray for my daughter, pray for, you know, they don't go to church. They don't love the Lord. I hear that very often. Only a few that I know, Celia, I, I had to tell them, well, do you go to church? <laughs> do you love the Lord? And that's the challenge there. You know, some people have the audacity to blame the church because their children, their kids are not going to church. But, oh, it's the church fault. I don't think it's the church fault. I think it's the way you raised them up. Find another church. As long as they're going to church. God gave you children. You need to raise your children, not the church. Do we expect the government to raise our children? Do we expect the teachers and the school, the public school system to raise our children? The streets to raise our children? Facebook? Instagram? Social media? No, we don't expect anyone to raise it. We're called, parents, we're called to raise our children. And this is important because, you know, things are bad now. Have you ever thought it's going to be worse for your children, your grandchildren? 
Do you really love your children, your grandchildren? What's the best thing you could give them? The word of God, Jesus Christ. The best thing you could. This has made it through thousands of years of wars, generations of every tribe and every tongue. This still exists. This is still powerful. This still gives life. But, you know, quite often, you know, we want to raise up our children for Hollywood, NFL, NBA, MLB. I have no problem with those things. If that's a career, great. But is there any compromise? Do we put anything before God? And that's one of the first commandments. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, my father had backslid from for a while, but because of his upbringing, it, it hit him. And he began to go to church, and we started going to church since I was about eight years old, seven or eight years old. Parents, here's the thing. I think this is important because we, we're reading about Timothy, and there's a reason why a woman by the name of Lois and another woman by the name of Eunice had the honor to be mentioned in scripture that we 2000 years ago could actually read their names and they are like in the hall of faith if you will because they were faithful to the lord and they raised up their child in the ways of god and so parents listen here's the thing when you have a child we think that the child is for us no that's not the way god had planned it (laughs) Let me give you some commandments the Lord had given to the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, the Lord says, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren everything that Israel, Israel did not at this point have a Bible. But everything they've seen being set free from Egypt, God providing manna in the desert. Remember that. Teach that to your children. The Passover. Teach that to your children, your children, your great, your grandchildren, your children's children. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently, diligently teach them to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Every day the Bible. But we feel the house is filled with so much junk. It's all about spring cleaning this Saturday. We need to spring clean the homes nowadays. Get rid of the, the TV and the computer. Now, don't get me wrong now. I know the, I, I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm just saying there should be a balance when you should watch TV. How much hours do we put on? You know, we need to, how much time we spend on the phone? How much time we spend on social media? How much time we spend on all kinds of nonsense? The house needs to be clean. You need to show your, your kids what you do daily. Sit down with them. Talk about the word of God. The reality is that the children belong to the Lord. You know, we don't believe in baptizing chill babies because babies, you know, they could grow up to be a Satanist priest. How can a parent on their behalf, you know, confess sins for them and, and, you know, 
and speak on their behalf. The Bible says we are responsible for our own salvation. We have to answer to the Lord. And the child has to be in the age of accountability to say, yeah, I understand this baptism stuff. And yes, I accept Jesus Christ as Lord, a personal Savior, and then I want to be baptized. Jesus wasn't baptized until he was 30. But the, the Bible says that they presented the children to the Lord. When they present the child to the Lord, when we do that here when babies are born and we present them to the Lord, it's not so much that the Lord would protect them, but what the parent is saying, Lord, you gave me this child. I'm presenting this child back to you. I'm going to raise up this child in the ways of God. This little girl is going to be a woman of God. This little boy is going to be a man of God. They belong to the Lord. We've been entrusted to take care of our children for a season and season time only. They're given to you for a season time, and we are to raise them up, not for themselves, for them to be successful in this world, and not for you. You know, it, it, The Bible says parents do not... You know, it's not so much that the children ought to obey their parents, but parents do not provoke your child. How many parents, they messed up in their lives, and now they want to put a trip on their child and put a lot of pressure on their child for them to be successful because they messed up. You don't have to worry about that if you, you raise them up for the Lord. You don't raise them up for, the, for, the, for Hollywood or anything. You raise them up for the Lord. They're given to us for a season and a season time only. And so parents, listen, this is important. Because we're living in some really tough times. There are not many leaders out there. This world is dark. And you need to prepare your children in the ways of God. So give your children a godly heritage. Give them a heritage where they have faith. A faith that's genuine. A genuine faith that, that, that's to be passed on to their children. And should the Lord tarry your great-grandchildren. Timothy had a godly heritage because he had a godly mother and a godly grandmother with genuine faith. Verse 6, he says, Therefore, therefore, Timothy, because you have this godly heritage, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gifts of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You, because of this upbringing, your name is in the Bible <laughs> You have this testimony. You have ministry. I could trust you with uh, the mantle of ministry. Actually, it's of the Lord that you get this mantle of ministry because of your godly heritage. Now, we're not told what the gifts are. It could be teaching. It could be leading. It could be serving. The Bible doesn't say what his gifts were, but we can see that he definitely had a gift for loving the Lord and loving ministry. That's for sure. You remember, Timothy was Paul was with Paul. He served with Paul as his disciple, helper, companion, even in prison. So whatever the gift is that Paul is referring to, Paul is encouraging Timothy, listen, stir up, stir up the gift. And by the way, every single one of you, every single one of you who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and person and Savior have a gift. Some have gifts. There's no such thing as a Christian without a gift. God has given each and every one a gift. We need to use that gift. But here Paul is saying, whatever that gift, Timothy, stir it up. These two words, stir up, 
in the Greek is, I'm going to try to pronounce this one too, anadozaporeo. That's Greek. No, it's not. <laughs> it means to kindle anew the flames of fire. Anew. In other words, it's like, don't let that fire just die out. There's still something there. In order for it to rekindle, there has to be a little bit of spark. He said, Timothy, you have this. Keep on with the ministry. The gift that you have, and I laid hand, and the symbol of laying hand is just to confirm it. Some people abuse that. Like, I'm going to lay my hands on you. And all of a sudden, they're going to start shaking. It's like some power is being transformed, you know? That's unbiblical. And so it literally means in the Greek to keep the fire alive. Keep the fire alive. To flan the embers into flame and not let them die out. And that is for all of us. Let it, you stir up those gifts, fan the flame. You see, the Apostle Paul knows that he's about to be put to death, and he wants to pass on the mantle of ministry to him. And he said, listen, I need you to stir the, the fire. That gift needs to go up because I'm about to leave. I'm kind of paraphrasing here. I'm about to go to be in the presence of the Lord right now. And obviously, Timothy has an idea of what's happening to the Apostle Paul. At this point, Timothy might be afraid. Everything's passed on to this young protege, Timothy, young Pastor Timothy. The Apostle Paul is no longer there to disciple him, encourage him, and talk with him. Now, Timothy is going to soon be on his own now. So he's telling him, fan the flames, because at this point, uh, he probably has some fear. Let's look at verse 7. He said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's the Holy Spirit is the one who gives spiritual gifts and empowers us to use those gifts. The Lord never said, here's a gift, you're on your own. No, here's a gift. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you to use that gift. God's spirit does not impart fear. And the actual word here in the Greek is cowardice, to be a coward. And I think that fits best because many Christians are cowards. <laughs> Don't be offended, but that's what the Greek word is. But he imparts power, love, and a sound mind. Everything we need to move on, to stir up the gift, to move forward in Christ. And so Paul is encouraging Timothy to drive away the fears, drive away the fears, be strong, fan the flames, be strong in the faith in Christ Jesus. And we need it more so ever now than ever before. And I pray for the, the pastors and Christians and leaders, uh, the Christians in Ukraine, that they to stir up and continue. Pray for them. And so he encouraged Timothy to give that spiritual healthy counterbalance of fear. Go to Christ. You have fear? Get on your knees. Some fears are healthy. Health, there's healthy fear. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's a fear of respect. If I see a lion running out, don't think I'm going to run after it. He's going to run me. I'm going to go up the tree. That's a good fear. The fear is telling me, run, there's a lion after you. That's a good fear. 
This is another fear. A fear that, listen, you have no gifts. You're going down. Paul's going to be put to death. You too are going to be put to death. You're a Christian. Christians in America are just being challenged every day. No fear. There shouldn't be any fear. And I'm sure you probably heard that many times during the uh, COVID pandemic. Fear, fear, fear. That's all it is, fear. And many have used this verse to, listen, God has not given us a spirit of fear. There have been viruses throughout history. They take their course. Some of them are serious. They took lives just like this one here. It's no different from the, the history of all viruses. You do a history, you find it, it just comes and goes. It, it's going to take some people, but it comes and goes. The reality is everybody's going to get it. But we, we, have a, we fear of this virus, so we, we stop coming to church. There are people still not coming to church because of it. They feared the virus more than they feared God. Yet they go to work 40 hours a week, go to Walmart, other gatherings, movies. But they can't come to church once a week for at least an hour and a half. That's cowardice right there. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and sound mind. Of a spirit of power that is unlimited strength at our disposal. He's giving you a spirit of power, power through Jesus Christ. I can do all things, not some of the things through Christ Jesus. A power, and that is through the enabling of the Holy Spirit. He gives us the gifts. He gives us the power, not fear. The spirit of love. It is our love for God that casts out fear. Love casts out fear and makes us willing to give ourselves to Christ and others. The power of a sound mind is speaking of discipline, to be disciplined. In other words, God does not intend that defeat should be the norm for Christians. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the norm for Christian living. We should be discipled Christians rather than slaves to emotion. There's a difference. You know, the Bible says we can boldly come through the throne of grace. We could come through Jesus Christ just by simply coming before him, whether it's on your knees standing, whether it's in your car, in your closet, in home, at work, wherever it is, we can come to the Lord. We, there's no mediator but the man Jesus Christ. We don't have to go to a church. We don't have to go to a closet. We go directly to Jesus Christ, boldly go through the throne of grace. And that means unlimited access. When you go to these concerts, all these big shows, you have these people who have unlimited access. They show around their path. Oh, that's it. How you guys doing? Yeah, how about you guys in the back row? Look, unlimited. <laughs> Don't hate. I'm going to the back and get an autograph and hang out with the guys. <laughs> Think about that. You have unlimited access to Jesus Christ, the creator of the world, the one who died for your sins. And these three virtues, power, love, and a sound mind, each is supplied by the Holy Spirit ready at our disposal. All we have to do is believe and pray, and there you have it. This shouldn't, shouldn't have a fear. And where does the Holy Spirit dwell? In our hearts. In our hearts. God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. 
We have it. You know, when we pray, we say, okay, Lord, can you come to me? No, he's already in you. <laughs> That's something the Old Testament fathers, the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, you know, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, and all the others, there's something they could not understand that God is going to dwell in the hearts of man. But he does, and he gives us this strength to go against fear. And that's all that Paul was encouraging Timothy, Timothus. Listen, Timothy, you have a good upbringing. You have a godly mother and a godly grandmother. Saints, if you're here, if you're a parent or you're about to be a parent, it's never too late. Raise up your child in the way they should go. Raise them for the Lord. If you dedicated your child to God, then do that. Be faithful to that dedication. You, you yourself presented your child to God. Give them back to the Lord. Raise them up in the ways they should go. Set the example. You want them to love God? They need to see that in you. You want them to know the Bible and read the Bible? They need to see you read your Bible. You want them to be, to, to be prayer warriors? You yourself pray. Because let me tell you, once they're out of the house, it's too late. And a lot of parents realize that, especially in the universities. Captive audience. Captive audience. I can't tell you how many parents are suffering because their children, they went to church, and then all of a sudden now they go to the universities, and that's it. They become atheists. You know, they, 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 they don't want anything to do about church. They, nothing to do about church. Oh, that's just... Yeah, you go to church. I, I've, I'm learning the books in university. I'm getting a degree. That's where you lose them because they're grown men, grown women. What are you going to do? Can you honestly say that you imparted them to be a godly mother and father to your children? And this is why Timothy was used of God. And, and you know, think about it. His mother and his grandma didn't believe in the Lord. I think about that too. I said, what if... My grandmother and my father, my mother, didn't know the Lord. They didn't say, what if? I mean, God's, God's grace. I mean, so many people have surrendered their lives to the Lord, and the Lord has used people that didn't have saved parents or grandparents. But you have a, you're being faithful as a parent. Listen, I'm going to be faithful to the Lord, and I'm going to love my child so much because I love my child so much I love my son and my daughter so much that I'm going to teach them the word of God. If you truly love your children, teach them the Lord. Teach them the ways of God. If you really, truly love your child. You've been listening to Running the Race with Pastor Eddie. We've been looking at some useful and practical advice from the Apostle Paul that he wrote to Timothy. This book jumps into what it looks like to be a leader in the church. Paul doesn't shy away from encouraging those who are young to run with zeal and not grow discouraged. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in spirit, in faith, in purity. If you're facing opposition because of your age, be reminded that Timothy faced similar struggles. And God used him mightily, just like he can use you too. We're so glad you joined us today for Running the Race. Are you in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area? If so, Jessica has an invitation for you. 
We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. On our website, we also have some helpful resources to assist you in what you're learning or how you're studying the Bible. Just click on the Study Helps tab at runningtheraceradio.com. We're so glad you tuned in today. And we look forward to the next edition in the book of 1 Timothy on Running the Race.